Welcome to the 327th episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. Stay tuned for my interview with writer Jeff Oliver, author of the books Scattered Thoughts and Poetic Fiction. And stay tuned after the interview for a reading from Poetic Fiction by Jeff Oliver. Stay tuned for the interview. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Jeff Oliver, author of the books Scattered Thoughts and Poetic Fiction. Jeff, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Glad to be here, buddy. I appreciate your time, and this is an amazing honor. I appreciate it. Sure. Well, if someone hasn't heard about your book, Poetic Fiction, yet, how would you describe it? Um, It's been called Horror in Its Purest Form. Um. It's a book unlike anything else you've ever read. I read it. I read. I wrote it uh, completely in rhyme, from beginning to end, and I flowed it into a unique rhyming horror poetry story. And uh, it's about a child named Xander. Uh, he's an uh, abusive mother. Blood leaves his soul on a daily basis, along with parts of his mind. His journals are his only escape from the demons that constantly scrape and claw through his dreams. He frantically writes into a madness he can never seem to escape. As his mind plays tricks and becomes sick, he starts to plot a revenge so uncanny and so violent. He loses track of what is fiction and what is reality. He wants revenge not only for himself, but as for his little brother Marcus. The brutal beatings of the witch have left Xander bruised and broken beyond the point of no return. He is forced to struggle between reality and make-believe. He's out to draw blood just like it was drawn from him as he tries to scream his way out out of his horrible existence. Hour by hour, minute by minute, his frantic mind makes him wonder if he even exists. Xander has no idea what reality awaits him or what is hiding within the bloodstained pages written by his hands. Uh, the book is has multiple triggers. It's about abuse. It's about revenge. It's just so insane. I wrote it in 14 days. I always had it in my mind. I mean, it was always there. So the book's about a little boy, mostly, who grows up in an abusive situation from his mother and then uh he just grows and grows she keeps doing it she keeps doing it and he keeps going crazier as he's going through all this he's writing everything down in his journals and he's pretty much plotting a revenge throughout his whole childhood i won't say anything else about that i don't want to spoil it but but, uh it's an intense book i've been told the reviews are five stars i mean I got one four star, but the rest are five. Are, the reviews are just amazing, and I appreciate everybody for that. Great. What, uh, was the, what was the original idea that led you to write poetic fiction? Reality. My reality growing up. You know, I mean, a lot of people go through it. Abusive mothers, abusive fathers. You know, it's it's a reality that's twisted. And uh, that's what inspired it. But I mixed a little bit of fiction into it. So it's part fiction, part reality. 
That's tough. So I'm curious, are there writers or authors that have inspired you on your own writing journey? Uh, yes. Stephen King, Richard Chismar, uh, Josh Mallerman, to name a few. Um, Edgar Allan Poe, my main for poetry. Uh, Dean Koontz. I don't read very much because it, uh, it conflicts with my own writing and I don't want to mix all that up. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, you Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. You can go ahead. No, I was just going to ask if you remember the first fiction you ever wrote. The first fiction book I ever wrote or a writing piece? Uh, the first fiction that you wrote yourself or poetry. Um, 10 years old. I sat down. I just started writing. And from then, then on out, I just kept going. I just wrote about the moon. I think I think it was my first one. It was about the moon. I cannot remember what it was, though. It was so long ago. I have journals stacked up from that time now, like boxes and boxes full. I could probably have enough writing for like 50 books. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a lot. I've been writing a long time. And and what draws you and what appeals to you about writing poetry? Uh, emotion, connecting. I mean, I mean, I connect with a lot of people now. I never expected it. Like, I write in a situation like I try to put myself there. If I'm not going through it at the time, I put myself there. You know, you know what I mean. Like, you just put your mind say, your mindset into that situation, and you're able to write it. I'm able to write sure. it. So yeah, that's how I do it. I just, I go with how I'm feeling or, or how someone else is feeling. Like, like someone comes to me, I'm feeling this way. It gives me an idea. It could be one word and I can write anything. Like I, you can give me the word search and I can write something from that. It's uh, it's weird. I can't really explain it. It just comes and comes and comes. It's like a flow, like a river constantly going through my head just rolling through all the time it's crazy man (laughs) i tell you and 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 what what was your journey to getting your first book published um i just wrote mostly on my facebook page my personal facebook page i just wrote there and wrote there then i hooked up with a publisher uh their name was creative talents unleashed and i hooked up with them and i wrote my first book and that one was called strange sounds that was my first ever published book. Then I went to Poetic Fiction, and that one was self-published. And then Scat- Scattered Thoughts is uh, published by Cosby Media Productions. And this is volume one of th- one of three. I have the other two books already written, ready to go. So volume one's finished and out. Then volume two and three are finished. They're just not out yet. Do you know when those will be published? I am not sure yet, but I will give everybody a heads up when I know. Sure. And then, uh, yeah, I've written four books in nine months. And are you working on another book now? Uh, not yet. I'm not ready to put up another one yet, but I will be in the future for sure. But uh, yeah, I'm going to let volume two and three come out. And after three comes out, then I'll, I'll start working on another one. 
Sure. Yep. Do you ever sit down to a blank page and have problems getting started writing? And if so, what, what do you do when that happens? Uh, once in a while I do. Like if I get a block, I'll, uh, I'll just say, Hey, to my wife, give me a word and she'll get me a word and then it's gone. So I can't think of anything to write. I just, maybe I'll like scroll through some old writings or something and then I'll pick a word out of that. Then I'll write a completely new piece out of one word from that. That's how, that's how I get out of my blogs. It usually lasts like five to 10 minutes of that. Then I'm ready to roll again. I just keep going. Blocks are rare. Sure. So what other writing advice would you offer for those who are listening and writing their own stories and novels? Um, be yourself. Write for you, write for you and what you wanna what you wanna put out there. Just be yourself. Don't let anyone else uh tell you how to write. You know, just like be yourself, be you, write. If you wanna do it, if you wanna write, you gotta just be yourself. That's my advice to anyone. I mean, sure. Well, I know that you have an active community on Facebook and other social media like Twitter. Uh, how has that helped you along um, with your uh, book sales and, and your writing journey? Uh, Twitter, I don't use often. I mean, the following isn't very big on Twitter. I think I got like 59 or something like that. But uh, Facebook, I've gotten 70,000 new followers in this month alone. And the, the sales, I, I've never seen like consistent sales like I am now before this happened, before I started my page and started promoting and reaching an audience and when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It's huge. It's like I'm very, very, very happy and humbled by all this. I can't even tell you. I think we're at 154,000 following now, total. And and can you talk about how you're getting those followers? Because I'm sure there's lots of writers listening who would be interested in that. I'm getting my followers by just writing. I mean, people are connecting to my work. I mean, all the comments are saying, this is me. This is me. I can't believe you're in my head. You're in my head. Get out of my head. Stuff like that. I mean, I never paid for a follower in my life. I know there's a lot of pages out here that like boost their posts to get following and all this and that. I've never done that. 
all my followers are organic. It's crazy. I mean, it's amazing. Um, yes, uh, my following just came. I've had some support from like some other writers. We write, I collaborate with other writers and we connect and that of course helps the following too, but it's mostly a connection to my words is what I'm told. That's great. Well, I appreciate what that. fiction, what fiction or nonfiction books have you read recently that you enjoyed? I read Mallory. I love that one. That was a great story by Josh Mallerman. That's the only one I've read. I mean, um, I love the first uh, Bird Box. I love mm-hmm. that one. So I read that one. I mean, that dude knows how to put some words to get together. I don't want to spoil the book for anyone else. So, but that book is great. <laughs> I like that one. Um, that's the only one I've read recently, but um, I don't read very often. Gotcha. I don't. So where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you and your books? Uh, Google. They can find me on Google. They can find me on Facebook. I don't like Instagram. I hate Instagram. And, I don't. And what's the, what's the Facebook page if you can tell them the name? Uh, words, words from the Soul is my Facebook page. Capital W-O-R-D-S, then from the is lowercase, and soul is capitalized. That's how you can find me. Uh, or just Jeff Oliver, normal. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. And you said your next book is going to be volume two? Yes. Um, scattered poetic fiction or no. Scattered Thought? Yeah, yeah, Scattered Thoughts, volume two. Um, yes, that's going to be... I don't know when that's going to be released, but it is it is submitted. And then volume three right after, because that's done too. <laughs> Great. Oh. Well, again, we've been speaking with Jeff Oliver, author of the book Scattered Thoughts and Poetic Fiction. The books are on sale now, so go buy a copy. And Jeff, thanks for doing this interview. Hey, man, I appreciate you very, very, very much. And now stay tuned as Jeff Oliver reads from his book, Poetic Fiction, Journals of Silent Screams. A reading from my debut horror novel, Poetic Fiction, Journals of Silent Screams. This book jumps past, present, and future, and then back again. Enjoy. October 31st, 1990. Knocking on Paranoia's door. Eight years old. Halloween night is so cold. Tricks and treats, schools and beasts, taking candy from strangers, preparing a glutton's feast. I asked about my father again today, why he wasn't here again. Your father is a useless asshole, is what was always said. All I knew about him is that he was never here to save my ass. Never at a single birthday or Christmas morning, never around to save his little boy from the witch's stranglehold. Never heard a single scream. He didn't want to destroy the demons within me. He never knew they were there. He never knew what we endured in that raggedy-ass trailer park of nightmares. He never saw the makeup bag that covered the witch's scars. The way she ruined our childhood was shattered hearts. He left me there to burn in the curse, burn in the flames, burn in every single way. He is dead to me. 
for leaving me that way. I never wanted to see his face or know his name. He left me here to range, caged with the witch, and locked me in insanity. I wanted him to come so badly, but I knew he wouldn't. He didn't care then. He doesn't care now. Stinking of whiskey and cigarettes. The smell is so foul. I'm sick often. Fear turns my guts. I wanted to rip out my stomach because it hurt so much. I shouldn't feel so sick. What is wrong with me? Overloaded anxiety with tantalizing screams. It must have been the paranoia. I was too young to be so sketchy. Always looking over my shoulder, waiting for the next fist to fly. Wondering to this very day why my father left me to die. I carved the word daddy into that rotten oak tree. I followed it with, you will probably never read this. You will never hear me scream. You are dead to me, daddy. Just like the witch that beats on me. That was October 31st, 1990. Now we go to the future. September 8th, 2019. I bring you my rage. I bring you insane in a brand new way. I bring you the memories that have been exposed again, popping their nasty heads back into my thoughts again. I thought I had them caged, but now those fucking journals are staring me in my face. Calling my name as I turn each page, the misery floods my brain. Looking like a million souls wrote within. Different people, different lives, but all of them had the exact same cries. Multiple personalities from the exact same mind. Multiple interactions with the same times. I'm confused because I know it was me. I didn't realize I was so crazy. Some pages have questions then answer themselves. These journals represent a living hell. Torn and broken, demons provoking each stroke of the pen that wrote them. Bringing these monsters back to life. They strike my senses like a stone as the blood runs cold from my nose. Jumping through time of madness, reliving eternal sadness. Keeping these journals must have saved my soul. Keeping these journals must have been a sign. A sign these stories were meant to be told by the little boy that survived them in the witch's stranglehold. Through these journals lies sickening rage of a little boy turned animal stinking from his cage. I will not be able to tell everything that happened on each page. I would not make it through the hell that left me so deranged. The battle was too long. As I try to explain what my mind allows me, there isn't enough time in this life and the next to write down every horrific text. The words are consuming. The words are ugly. The words are beautiful. Within these pages that were written in flames, writing them all again would be too insane, too much to bear. My soul was bleeding from reading. All of these thoughts that kept me screaming as I jump on this roller coaster again, the vomit spews out from me. Pulling at my feet, screaming at me, reeking of whiskey and cigarettes. I'm ripping some pages up now. I can't read it as my stomach turns sour from the thought of the battles 
that I constantly fought. Every hour was the witching hour. I prayed for the death of me. I never really lost my way. I never had one ounce of pain. One road. Out with one road in. I was just in one raggedy-ass mistake. These journals repeat themselves. It's how I coped with life. It's how I didn't kill myself. I had to write it twice. Three or four times at times to, to make sure I was still alive. Barefoot through hell again. Going insane again. How could I live like this? How could I breathe? How didn't insanity destroy me? The journals. Without them, I would have a loaded gun and splattered my brains all over the walls. New memories keep flashing in front of me. Mostly brutal. I am going to show you something crucial. It helped me through my darkest moments when I was ripping the hair from my head by the roots, without which I would surely be dead. Poetic fiction, journals of silent screams, multiple triggers, multiple emotions, multiple screams. Nothing else I can say. You just have to read it to understand it completely. Thank you very much. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.